0: hello it is a tuesday in august i think it is in fact the last tuesday of august i am here on my porch and you are here with me i hope that you have tea and comfy pants because i do (laughs) i am transitioning out of this space out of this very beautiful very gilded very marketable very expensive chicago apartment i am leaving chicago in a couple days not forever but for the next season of my life and it makes me feel a whole cocktail of emotions i think this is the first time i've ever been adopted by a city before and it's a very particular kind of love and intimacy but i recently got a question from a patron who asked me to introduce myself or reintroduce myself on my online spaces and that makes sense because i definitely just popped up on the internet (laughs) So I wrote an essay that has gone through many titles, but is currently titled An Introduction to Ismatu. I am paper macheed pieces of people that love me. And I would like to read it for you. So grab your tea. I am having pistachio. Clink. Clink. (laughs) I can't clink on it anything. It's just concrete, but believe me that I am cheersing you. These are one-take readings of essays that I write. I never quite read them like I write them, so I would always encourage you to go read the essay for yourself. Some things just flow better off the tongue, and I try to stay as true to my natural speech as possible while I am reading. So one take, whatever comes out, comes out. And I like that because it keeps the essence of authenticity, the nowness of creating something for you in the moment, even if I've written it beforehand. So... Without further ado, recently a patron asked me to reintroduce myself uh, by approximately saying, "Who are you exactly? What do you do? Are you in grad school now? Are you employed?" You talk a lot about your politic. How do you embody what you believe in real life? Sitting to define myself always results in a secondhand assessment. I am asked to introduce myself and I reach for where I'm from, who I'm descended of, where I've lived, where my heart lives, even if my current life has long since been elsewhere. I think of my mother second, despite her being the first of everything. After all, I am a daughter to begin with, when it all comes down to it. And really, what a beginning that was, her and I. Me and her, in that hospital, looking at each other. We as a unit, homeless, precarious. There's a lot of simplicity of it just being you and someone else, completely devoted to one another and completely out of options. She held me. My sister was away. My mother had to send my sister, her eldest daughter, away to live with her sister. Because it was already very impossible to be a homeless black woman. And then she was a homeless black woman with a two-year-old. And now she was that, but also with a newborn. I was named after a prayer. After herself. Gwendolyn. First, I always think of my sister. People ask me who I am and I think of her. I cannot help myself. In many ways, she feels like an extension of me. The better bigger version of me there are gorgeous pictures of me and Lydia meeting for the first time when we were finally united when she was two and I was like two months and maybe some change and she was a little girl already with draping puffs and puffy twists and a pale yellow dress covered in eyelets and so many bitty little teeth and Lydia was holding my rounded freshly woven body and we belonged together quite easily in an instant When I forget myself, she collects me. Even now, even still. I cannot think of myself without thinking of my family because I carry their names on my personhood, on my documentation, in my introductions. My Aunt Natalyn, my Uncle Ismail, my Grandfather Bangura. This is why I say my mother's name stretched over me like a prayer. She was the only one of my namesakes that lived to, make, to see me make it to adulthood. These are the conditions of poverty or the previous nature of poverty, even if you yourself outlive it. The conditions of poverty and impoverishment are premature death. When I consider my personhood, when I think to take inventory of who or what I am, I must include death. I think of death all the time. However, if my head is with the living, it is then with family. Capital F family, blood family, marriage family, chosen family, the people that do not allow any part of me to drop or drag, even when I am moving through my day like a half-baked slug. (laughs) When I consider my personhood, I think of every person that I have loved that has touched me and left a mark. Impressive people, not in deeds or in accolades, but in their ability to fingerprint me permanently. I enjoy being so shaped by the humanness of others. It keeps the skin of me warm to the touch. Like a line from my favorite poem, my heart so near the surface of my skin, I could have moved it with my hand. The love that makes your blood tingle in your veins, I'm that. On that love. If I am to be succinct, which is quite rarely, I would say that my name is Ismatu. I live in Chicago, though that is changing quite rapidly. I have a social worker, a therapist, a dancer, and a writer all living in my head, all at the same time, all giggling and clamoring together and having sleepovers every night, and they're very fucking loud, so I drink a lot of tea. So I am a peaceful person for the most part though I think of death often. So my back hurts for my professions. So I smoke a lot of weed. If I were to be professional, which I also rarely am, I would say that I am a graduate of Northwestern University in creative writing and in global health studies. I would then say that I went on for my master's at the University of Chicago for social work and a concentration in global health administration and policy. If you had asked me two years ago why I got this degree, I would have said I was procrastinating on going to medical school. And if you would ask me now, I would shrug and glance off into the middle distance until we took up more pleasant and worthwhile conversation. In all my honesty, I am like 98.2% of the way done with my masters, all that's left, is one halfway done class and a final project and my graduation paperwork and I have been sitting in paralysis I cannot bring myself to do it if you all knew (laughs) how much strength it took for me to look at my final transcripts I only peeked like two nights ago and that was after three months of pretending that they don't exist because I was so so certain that I did not pass my spring quarter and that everyone was just too kind to tell me that they just let me find out I have been avoiding my Outlook email for several months because I didn't want to see the, hey, by the way, you failed email, you can't actually graduate email. And I opened the transcripts and I passed. I am baffled that I passed. Maybe it sounds like a no brainer to everyone else, but sometimes it feels like I am the only person fully acquainted with the depths of my incapacities. I was barely making it. But I pass, I cannot believe I passed continuously. I am someone that hangs on by the skin of their juicy grin. I am also made of a space or many spaces that engaged in the pollinated sensual nature of mutual growth. It is deeply unsurprising that I conceptualize my inside self as a garden. The mountains of Colorado are my first love, and I will not be surprised if they are my last. The way we mutually bloomed, fertile earth wrapped in sinew and hair and sky. Colorado taught me that when I reach inside myself, I am warm, even despite all the mountain crests, all the air, nothing but dewy warmth. I think of us together, our lazy long days spent blooming and blooming again all the time, I would like to speak more about being in community, in intimate community with the physical space. That is an entirely separate podcast episode. All of these things are still secondhand descriptors and it's not lost on me. I don't know that I am well formed enough to speak to the substance or who, of who or what I am. I can tell you the stuff I am made of, I suppose, So maybe substance isn't the issue. The shape of me is still forming. I wonder if I will always consider myself this unknowable. One line that I have always held on to from an unlikely place, (laughs) AP Bio, was that shape determines function. I am still determining my shape. I am still determining my function. And finally, to the last point, I don't personally have a distinction between my personal self and my personal politic. I cannot. My politic is alive and she will kill me. The moments that the veil of this world peels back to show me the ugly decay of gold dipped death, witnessing the ongoing underbelly, the gears that turn the world. Every time I see it with my eyes, it changes me fundamentally. It's been happening since I was little. It changes me freshly each time, even though I know the disease of it all. I know how true it is without looking. I look and my stomach turns bloodthirsty. My politic is alive and she will kill me. My personal is very political. That is also something I would like to explore in this space. However, I think the question poser might have been asking about movement work, that I am currently in a lack of. I have been run down (laughs) these last two years, like many of us, where there was previously a lot of space for organizing and for energy and trainings and readings and showing ups, I am now very hollow. Grief has stolen many things from me, including my substance, including the bite in my will I used to be a medic. I think about death a lot. And my death, I am quite certain, in case you were wondering, will be cashed in by she who lives within me, around me, my politic who goes before and above me, hovering there, angry all the time. I am now angry all the time and infectiously so. I have an unending desire to make everybody as mad as I am. I cannot tell if that is a noble quest. I sometimes think maybe burning things would not be so bad. There is a lot to be mad about. can tell you what movement work i would like to be doing i want to see mass education i want to see mass reading i want to see it lead to mass radicalization it's why i cannot shut up about politics on the internet it's why i can't shut up about books on the internet it's why i cannot shut up about political books on the internet i knew once i opened my mouth about politics or books on the internet, I would never talk about anything else with a platform ever again. So here I am, the same predictable bitch. I do think that people are learning from me though and I think that that is nice. I think that people are learning with me and I think that is so much better. It is so magnificent and very vulnerable to chew on new ideas and make yourself better in public view. Learning in front of an audience of any size is terrifying, but it is authentic. And I, I think like most of us, am craving authentic words and movement on the internet, especially in an age where even our political conscious thought is moderated and curated to be aesthetic and marketable radicalism will never be marketable. And so what do I do about that? Where do I go to be as present, as current, as amorphous as I can possibly be, especially if it is for the sake of learning? In short, (laughs) I don't know who I am. My best guess is that I am an amalgamation of the people of the places and of the politics that have touched me and left a mark. All of these things, these peoples, these places, these politics, they blend into one another like watercolor. They make many different shades on many different little pieces of paper. And all three of these things, these people, these places, these politics, these secondhand descriptors. They take their shades and their sticky paper and they stick on me. I am formed through the sticky nature of human connection. I feel like a sculpture of paper mache. I am an amalgamation of the people that love me, of the places that had stewardship over me, over the politics that have shaped and shaped and shaped me. I have a lot of gratefulness for being built by these things so beautifully and i want to thank you for asking welcome to my innermost self the place that i call the garden space you are free to stay a while stay as long as you would like i am so bad at kicking people out (laughs) so then to keep in mind with my politic i want to share my wants and my visions for this space the garden space these are going to come in a numbered list and there is no particular order one i want to learn in real time i want to talk about the sticky nature of human connection as a phenomenon as something i am inspired by as a field we're studying and especially as something i am not removed from i am here wading through the gunk of life and it feels disingenuous to talk abstractly about how my great thinkers my hooks my Hughes, my brooks my bombaras of the world change my thought and they change my politic and they change my mind but they do not change my love my substantive love my lack thereof the stuff that I am made of the paper mache layers that form my warm skin they're formed by these people too it doesn't have to be bell hooks teaching me the conditions of love and loving well that person can also be my sister my neighbor my childhood friend my workshop partner in college I don't want to hide the bits of human nature I have interacted with that stuck to me which means that I will have to share bits of myself on the internet so they can stick to you and I'm okay with that Two. Learning in real time requires sharing details about myself and my life and where I'm coming from, which is in line with my belief that the personal is political. There is no separating my personhood from my politic. My politic is born of my personhood and my politic shapes my personhood every day, every moment, all the time. Three. Teaching while learning requires me to be accessible to the people I am talking to. Which is why I ran to a space where you can easily write and ask me things. Comment sections are hellscapes. Comment sections are hellscapes. Especially comment sections that are algorithm run. I am looking at you TikTok. It means that I will likely not see you. I am way more likely to see you if I staunchly disagree with you or staunchly disagree and I am not likely to see, this affected me. Thank you for posting this. Have you read this? If you have thought those thoughts, email me. I love that you all can email me, please take advantage. Teaching and learning, sorry, this is for. Teaching and learning are mutual practices. I don't think of myself as some sort of preacher or professor at a metaphysical podium, spilling words unto you all. I feel as though I am talking to friends. So I want to invite you to talk to me back as if we are friends. And five, I would like to keep everything exploratory and everything educational as available to the public as possible and free of charge. I want to work for the public as much as I possibly can. It helps me to still imagine online spaces such as these as communal and collaborative instead of strictly consumptive, that would mean that the humanness of it all is only sticking one way. I get a lot from your engagement and your inviting your friends to view my work and you talking about my ideas or my personhood with me or with the people that you love, either in life or online, either in real life or online. I deeply appreciate your active and moving thoughts, and I especially appreciate your sustained attention. I know that I am not bite-sized in this space. I have no desire to be bite-sized in this space. I want to be as long as the day. So I wanna thank you for sharing this physical and metaphysical day with me. Thank you for carving out a little bit of your time to listen to me be vulnerable on the internet to talk about my wants and to consider who it is that i am or what it is that i am and where i is and where it is i'm going with all of this this is a note from the garden space a newsletter and podcast that meditates on the planting and the blooming of human connection if you like this and i hope that you did you might consider becoming a paid member which is really like if subsec had a close friends feature i am a very unserious person i have a deep desire to be cringy on the internet and that's where i will be doing it so you are free to sign up but only if you are nosy and can keep shit to yourself thank you the next bit of the garden space is going to be talking about uh ways that my parents fail me that i don't feel like i can say in the big internet and also the fact that I told my parents that I'm a, st- st- a stripper. I told them I was a stripper. <laughs> so if you want to be privy to those conversations, I would sign up sooner rather than later. Thank you. That's all I have for you. I hope by now I have at least convinced you to try a nutty floral. I am so in love with pistachio tea. And I combine mine. I'm going to tell you this for the free listen. If you're here now at the end of things it's because you really rock with me you know i'm rocking with mark because he's rocking with us so i'm gonna tell you what i do but you gotta keep your mouth shut okay this is in-house shit. what you want is a strong nutty rooibos a strong nutty rooibos i know that we can all gravitate towards black tea because it's familiar put the black tea down there's so many tannins it's why you think you need sugar in all your tea black tea has so many tannins it makes it a little bit bitter and that's only something that you like if you like things a little bit bitter if you want sweeter teas if you're a sweet bitch just say that and get yourself a sweet tea even if it doesn't have sugar in it it'll still be a little sweet pistachio tea and a rooibos is very naturally sweet it just has a little bit of warmth to it it's never going to bite your tongue quite in the same way that oversteeped to will. real and what you want to do is elevate that sweetness with just a little bit of a floral now, I personally love uh, French Lavender. I love uh, Life Everlasting. That's from the dandelion family, it tastes like maple syrup. Just get something floral and sweet. Steep those two in like real, some real hot water, some boiling water, and enjoy the mess out of that tea. It's gonna be one of the best cups of tea that you've had in a while. If you still wanna sweeten it, I would recommend like an oat milk creamer or brown sugar. Or if you're feeling it, honey, um, I do like a honey, but I would would gravitate towards a creamed honey for this. You know what? We're always going to talk tea at the end. It's a wonderful closer, and if you're rocking with me, you get my tea secrets. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode of The Garden Space. Much love.